literal experts in sports. There is nothing they say that is wrong. They cannot be wrong. And you are wrong if you don't agree with them. Awesome. Way to make me just completely just step on my own fucking tongue. What the hell is this crap? It took 16 minutes for Rick to say pull out. Welcome in another episode of Take Warning All Things Sports. A great day because we are all together again. Oh, it's a great day. <laughs> but, a, but, oh, let's just get this shit over. <laughs> it's a great day. Tell them. Tell them why. No, don't tell them. Let's just tease it. It's a great day. <laughs> Preston. Rick, why are you so excited about it? Preston. Let's just talk about, let's just talk about this really quick. Um. How many times on this show now, and we've been around for about eight episodes, um, in the last eight episodes, how many times has Ryan, and not just, actually, fuck that, not just in this, on our show, how many times has Ryan told you how good he is at softball, that he's so good, he doesn't even whiff at a pitch. (laughs) He wouldn't even, he wouldn't even miss a ball. He's always going to make contact. Um, I, I (laughs) Only one time that I can remember. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> Ryan has consistently told us. You even have a bet going about it. We had a beer bet we did. on him whiffing because he, he's so good. He can't he can't even, you know, no, no, no. I might not hit it out, but I always make contact. I'm, I'm never going to strike out. I've never done it in my life. I started when I was six. I've been playing since six years old, and I have never whiffed, even on a tee. I don't miss anything. It's the best thing in the world. <laughs> Always contact. What happened, Ryan? I, I'm pretty sure you just kind of explained what happened. No, no. What happened, Ryan? <laughs> How'd he, it go? He whiffed twice. And the second one was Not a once, <laughs> but twice. And he switched. So he's got this fancy new batty one. It's a really nice bat. It's not broken in yet. So we're out there and we're trying to you know, win this game. We're Shout out to softball. Headbanger Sports for the uh, raffle. So, uh, <laughs> so Ryan's like, you know what? I'm going to switch back. To the bat that is broken in, I'm going to go back to Old Faithful. That way, I can, you know, we can start putting some runs on the board and quit dicking around. So I'm like, okay, he's coming out with his fire flex. This is going to be great. Ah, this game. Um, <laughs> he steps up to the plate. I'm at first base uh, coaching, and uh, first pitch, Ryan completely blows right by the ball as if it came at him at about 99 miles an hour with a cut. I don't know how because it's softball. And Ryan's got the the eyes of an eagle. But uh, somehow, Ryan misses that first pitch. So we're already excited, right? You see Preston perk up. I just said beer. Yeah. I already knew that we were getting beer. So we're starting to talk about beer. Obviously, this is getting in his head. He takes, he shakes his head and he looks down because he knows what just happened. <laughs> it's all over. The beer bed is over. He is whiffed at a pitch. Not even like two weeks after he says it. So that's amazing. Now... He's coming for a second pitch. Now, everybody is ye- literally yelling beer, like not even letting him concentrate. So next pitch, he's he's very confident, right? Just get a contact hitter. Always going to hit. Don't worry about it. Warning track power, all that bullshit. What happened, Ryan? As you're uh, wrapping your own headphone cord around your neck. <laughs> what happened, Ryan? <laughs> I missed again. Oh, you missed again. You I whiffed it twice. Yep. Oh, man. All of a sudden, Kenley was in his prime on the mound. 
I gotta say that that feeling, seriously, when you just swing and then you just hear the ball hit the ground is just defeating. Like just especially when it's the second, like I just have one question for you, Rick. Does it get easier? What, to strike out? Well, I don't ever no, care that, if I strike that, out. That feeling when you miss the ball. Oh, Preston, what? Preston, I want to I want to thank you for bringing that up because the last the last few days have been difficult. The last few days have been outstanding. The last few days have been difficult for me. Um it's not since I was 6, but up until that point, I know for sure I've never struck out in a slow uh-huh. pitch softball game before. Uh-huh. And I don't remember swinging and missing at a pitch ever in a slow pitch softball game. So both of those happening within the process of about 20 seconds. It's a, it's a big uh, semi-truck to the face. A little bit humbling, huh? Yeah, humbling. Yeah. Humbling is a good thing. But I would <laughs> like to point out that for the last few days, I've really just like struggled getting over it. And it's only happened to me once. And I'm wondering. <laughs> oh, I strike out every season. <laughs> I have no problems every taking a season? strikeout. Yeah, <laughs> literally every season I strike out at least one time. I count them every year. And last season, I think I – well, this season I've struck out twice. So that's okay. I don't give a shit because I stand there and I take him or I go for some stupid fucking short pitch because I'm impatient and I just want to hit the ball. I just want to know what drugs are you on that you're able to just bounce back after several dozen <laughs> Because strikeouts? it's slow pitch softball and I don't talk shit. So it actually makes whoa, it really whoa, easy. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, halt the pod right now. Did you just say I don't talk shit? Yes. Never. Mark it down, episode fucking whatever, at five minutes and 50 seconds. What episode are we on, right? <laughs> I'm going to let Rick count for that one. Um, we're... Mark that shit down, because that's going to get cut in audio okay. for sure. I don't talk shit. I don't talk shit. I like to I like to just go out there and uh, whiff at anything I can. I honestly just throw my bat around and, and just hope something Rick, happens. you were more excited for <laughs> Ryan striking out than you hitting your home run. Yeah. Like, yeah. you yelled louder. Or your, well, your walk-off. I had a walk-off. Yeah, I had a walk-off in the park home run this year. I didn't even care as much. Like, nothing mattered more to me than watching it fucking finally go right back like this giant dog shit went right back into Ryan's face. All the shit he talked, and he had to eat it right then in one moment. It always is satisfying when that happens. So thank you, Ryan. That was the uh, that was the highlight of my week. You're welcome. This is our weekly catch up. It doesn't matter how your week was. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. that felt good. Um, so I, I do want to, for our loyal fans that were slightly disappointed that yesterday on May 22nd of Tommy John Day, they did not see what they were looking forward that we advertised hey, hey, look, that I'm seeing. Jesus the, the weather, said it was going to be cold. <laughs> the, the weather did not cooperate. Um, it was great golf weather, not really water balloon weather. So we will um, get that together, and we will do that on an Instagram live. It also wouldn't have been um, – Preston wouldn't have been able to be there at the time we were going because we got a last-second golf trip to Edwards. That was more so, important, which honestly. Was, which was fantastic. Well overdue. Also, um, we have a piece of protective equipment. Yeah, now we, we did find a – We have a helmet. A great piece of protective it's equipment. It's going to be ridiculous. I cannot wait until somebody else loses a bet. 
I can't wait this. till he tries to put it on his head. <laughs> I, I have a big head. I already. I, did. I'm waiting for like. Did his, it fit your head? I think. Yeah. I think I'm waiting for his same. cheeks I think to like same hat wrap around yeah. the bottom of. <laughs> what are we like size twelve? <laughs> twelve and five eighths, <laughs> somewhere around there. It's gonna be great. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, it was a great week until Thursday. Uh, it's been a <laughs> shitty week since then, but luckily. Uh, a tall boy in front of me and my my two buds with endless non shit talking apparently, <laughs> and uh, let's let's jump into this well, uh, pod because we have quite a few. Right. Well, and, the I thing mean, is, Ryan, is that just like the Dodgers, they went down. Uh-huh. You can you can go back. I can up. bounce back up. Yes, you well, can we, bounce back. I, we get to see uh, our beautiful co-ed jerseys in action tonight. I yes. know, I know. We're gonna have to post those somewhere just so everybody can see how sweet they came out. Those are uh, those are pretty cool. Yeah, I like them. You're welcome, by the way. And yeah, thanks. I, that's the best part of my week was that those arrived, so I don't have to hear Rick constantly comparing us to teams that have jerseys that he knows have been ordered, <laughs> and we're just waiting for them to come in. Like, like I'm sitting on a box at home, like the team doesn't deserve them yet. But he doesn't talk shit, right? No, no, I don't talk, but he doesn't talk shit. I never talk shit. What never are you talk talking shit. about? I'm not a no. shit talker. That's not who I am. But I do appreciate you guys because there's nothing. As, as you guys know, I do. As you've said, I talk. A lot of shit. <laughs> but I think one thing that you guys can always say is that I also will take that shit back. Well, thank so. you for eating your humble pie. <laughs> um, it was good. I, I'm <laughs> just letting you know, this is not the end. <laughs> oh, I know. Okay. I'm aware. Okay. As I, long as you know. I was excited for the game on Sunday. I'm not really that excited <laughs> for Nothing's tonight. Nothing's going to happen tonight. We're going to be fine. We record on Sundays, by the way. But yeah, no, no, no. Nothing's going to happen tonight. Right. But this is not the end. And again, I will continually try to boost you up and make you feel better. To well, just at the bring same time, I'm going to leave you a, a leftover rope and a <laughs> bottle of pills out on your doorstep. So should you feel, you know, it's just too much. You've got both options. My, Be happy. My wife not. and kids appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. you're welcome. That's well, Preston, you brought up the Dodgers, and so we went I, through that slump. Yes. Now we have the NL West race, and actually a pretty right. good series okay. uh, going on right now with the Dodgers. And I think now they're tied record wise with the Giants. With the Giants, who are, are the best team in baseball, yeah, and they are one game. No, they're one game behind the Padres and the Giants. Oh, okay. and now because of the the Dodgers won yesterday, yeah. so the Dodgers have won ten of the last eleven games. Yeah, and they're now twenty eight and eighteen, like tied with the Giants, one game behind the Padres. So. And I'm I'm not going to say he's the sole reason, but sometimes in baseball, a little bit of a change or bringing in just veteran experience sometimes <laughs> into a dugout sometimes changes the culture of a team. Do you think Pujols had that? Yeah, uh, we were already winning before he came on. We won a couple of games, but we were barely scoring. And now the the Dodgers' offense has been really good, almost the way that it was in the first 15 games of the season. And and it's not Pujols that has those numbers. I mean, he's played he's, he's played a few games. I mean, he's not he's, playing extremely well. Well, but he had a dinger. He, yeah, he had, yeah he's had one home run. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, he's sixty. I mean, I'm I'm happy I mean, for the fact that I think it's another when you have him with you know my favorite player of Justin Turner and Pujols <laughs> in that dugout. That's a lot of veteran leadership that's in that clubhouse with Kershaw and. Um, I think that that team, like I said, it was really good that that slump came in, now, yeah. you know, end of April, early May. As so opposed he's to six games, and he's actually hitting two sixty three, which is well above the one ninety eight he was hitting on the Angels. Right. And, and it's nine points under what Justin Turner's hitting right now. <laughs> right. So two seven. <laughs> but 
the whole league is slumping, like yeah. in general. Didn't they say like the the average for the league right now is like two thirty four? I thought it was two twenty eight. It was now. something like that. Yeah, Rick it's two twenty eight now. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be the lowest year, um, lowest batting average since nineteen. Wait a second. Wait a second, dupe. Are you stepping out on a limb and, and saying that? <laughs> no. As the, as the cumulative average in baseball <laughs> is two twenty something right now, you're just gonna. I'm going to say, heard it here first. Well, here's the, the here's, lowest average in baseball I'm having history. such an issue because they changed the ball, right? And and that's what is causing, you know, seven no-hitters in a year. How many were in a week? Two in a week, right? But Two back-to-back, night-to-night. So you have this where everybody's like, dude, the pitching is just impossible to hit. And if you do, it's just not getting out and, and all that. And then all of a sudden, you have a game where they score 20 runs, two grand slams, and off of the same ball. So it's like, well, how how much of that is true? It's really hard to, I don't to gauge it, it. I don't think it's as much as the ball. Uh, Preston brought it up earlier in in a, an earlier pod, and I, I agree with him. I think the philosophy of hitting in baseball has changed. When we were growing up playing baseball, home runs were part of the game, but it was more important to put the ball in play. That That's all that mattered. Put mm-hmm. the ball in play. And you didn't want to strike out. Yeah. Yeah. Don't strike out. Yeah, Put right. the ball in play. Yeah. Now it's anything like anything you can do to avoid a double play. And if you strike out, that's better than a double play and hit it over the shift. And with everybody focusing on home runs, pitchers are always going to have the step ahead because they control the ball. Like, that's just always going to be the way that baseball is. Pitchers will always be able to respond faster because they control the game. And when you take a ball that supposedly is less lively, right, and the seams are raised, mm-hmm. that p- every pitcher has come out and said that the seams seem bigger. Well, as a former pitcher myself, like when a seam is, when you have a good seam on a ball, you can make it do whatever you want. The only thing that really concerns me is that. The last couple of years, I seem to remember a lot of pitchers going out with blisters. And now that the seams are raised, it should raise the blister, the more blisters. blisters. And like I think Otani had one, but like you don't hear about it a lot. Right. And that's the only thing that where I'm like, if the seams are that much different, it should. It you should see that like right. on the IL. Are pitchers not talking about it because Man. they don't want Balls getting inspected, you know. Bauer kind of went through that. That went away. Well, actually, it's not. It it kind of came back because there was another article that came out about is is pitchers putting foreign substances on the ball. The new PED thing, because they're they're saying that, like for example, there was a rookie that hit a home run, got the home run ball back, and they were all signing it, and they noticed that the ball was really sticky. Like, and there's just. A lot like people are actually coming. Batters are coming out. Other pitchers are coming out saying stuff. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, well, is this where you know PEDs was behind the scenes, and then it came out later? Is this is this how it's going? So I think because you get more spin rate on the ball, and you move that ball, and you're talking about. I mean, you're talking about a a fastball coming in there that's moving across the plate. That's ridiculous for a hitter to try to hit. And you're just the philosophy. You're just trying to hit home runs, so you're swinging as hard as you can. I think with baseball. And I feel like they're in the catch-22 that they were with the steroid era. Right. You have, like, you know, back in the early 90s, you have this huge uptick in home runs, like with the Maguire-Sosa thing. They're coming off the strike. Baseball fans had – a lot of them had left the game. Baseball was coming back. But everybody knew why. 
but yet baseball didn't want to do anything to kind of prevent it. They just kind of wanted to ignore what was going on. Right. Now you have a similar thing that's going on with baseball. People were complaining baseball was boring, that it's just a bunch of home runs and blah, blah, blah. So now they deaden the ball. They try and make it more even. But the problem is, is that with the way that baseball players have changed, I can't think of a player that's on the Dodgers. And I'm just going to say the Dodgers because that's the team I watch the most. But I can't think of a player that's on the Dodgers that throws under 93 consistently other than Kershaw. Kershaw. So they have, what, like 16 pitchers on the team or 14 pitchers on the team? Mm -hmm. 13 of them throw 93 or higher. Don't you want that pitcher to be able to put that ball wherever the hell he wants so you don't have the Kevin Pillar incidents because the ball's slipping out of their hands and going right to their faces? I mean, like, you know, Kirby Puckett's career got cut short because of – and that was way before pitchers were throwing 95 consistently. So does baseball want to take that control away? I mean – Look at what happened, I think it was like two or three years ago when Pineda got caught with the Yankees, right? Umpire walks up. The whole, you could, you, like, you could just see he had like a glob of pine tar on his neck. And, but then like you watch almost every pitcher, they have like a brown Something. spot with powder and stuff. Like they mm-hmm. all have it, the stuff on their, like, Urias wears all that crap on his forearm. Like people, they have their ways of doing it. But does baseball ignore it? Because it's like, do you really want these guys that are throwing... 95 to 100 miles an hour out there without control like but even with that stuff isn't the hit the amount of batters that get hit have gone up yeah like well, a, yeah but then you, you you also have the fact that they're throwing <laughs> thanks to barry out. bonds you have guys out there wearing like terminator outfits like yeah. when they go up to bat like shohei Atani's elbow guard is oh i see what you mean. absolutely ridiculous right. and then they stand on top of the plate and it's like yeah hit me sure that's fine they have the thing that goes over their face now on the helmets like, there's so much protective gear out there, and the science is there. I personally think that baseball is going to say that they're going after the ball and they're going to go after pitchers. I think secretly they don't want to do any of that because the alternative is bad. If Mike Trout gets hit in the face with a 95-mile-an-hour right. fastball and is out for two months because he's got a broken orbital bone, that's terrible for baseball. And it's that catch 22 because obviously you don't want them using it to get more spin rate and to put down but you don't want them hurting your players right but you also baseball you know the fans now aren't used to two one ball games right so you go out and you see like a bunch of no hitters and they're like man we're seeing a bunch of no hitters it's like i think baseball you got pitchers being able to put the ball wherever the hell they want and they throw hard as hell and i think what baseball's hoping that the whole thing with the dead ball is going to make them change their approach it's like it's like look isn't working. You guys now aren't hitting as many home runs. Maybe you should start hitting the other way because the shift's there. Maybe you should start getting on base. Yeah. Because what they're saying is with the lighter ball, the ball actually comes off the bat faster. Right. But it doesn't travel as far, which means more line drives, more right. more base hits. Like right. That's what they're trying to encourage. Well, let me ask you guys this because you guys, are, we've all been baseball fans our whole life. Yeah. If you were to, what's the most exciting play in baseball for you, Preston? Uh... I mean, I guess a home run would be it's massive. I mean, Rick, if it's not a home run, it's it's a deep line drive right. gets cut in a pocket, and you just see you know inside the park triples driving in three runs. Those big plays that happen that's that's what I like to see. So I have a I have ties for that, and and one one is a stolen base for me. I, I do enjoy watching when, that when a like when a good base like the Dodgers were playing last week against the Diamondbacks in um, 
LaCastro came on base. And LaCastro is well-known as one of the fastest players in baseball. He had the record for the amount of stolen bases to start a career without being caught, and I think it was like in the 30s, like mm-hmm. which is insane for a rookie to do because you don't know pitches, t- pitchers' timings and stuff like that. And Will Smith got him out with like a one – I think it was under a 1-7 pop time, which is fucking amazing. I think that brought me out of my seat. Like, that was a huge play to me. But I was also like a base runner in school so or when I played. So stolen bases to me are more exciting than a home run because there's just more that's happening. Also, like, an outfielder making, like, a diving play in a gap. Like, those, those are, like, the two plays that I have, like, tied for me. But – I think if you were to ask a hundred fans of baseball right now, just random fans, I would say ninety percent of them are going to say a home run, which is the most exciting. So play. I said a home run, and I do like that, but yeah. I don't like what's coming around with them trying to hit home runs because I don't like the strikeouts, I don't like the walks, I don't like the fact that you most of the time the outcome is either going to be a strikeout, a walk, right? Well, so here's the thing: I don't have a problem with the walks. I love like. Muncie's a great example, right? Muncie will take, you know, 15 pitches. I like when he's as smart as the pitcher, right? Whoever's throwing at him, he's able to to be that selective. When you say um, take 15 pitches. Yeah, he doesn't really. It's dramatic. Because you know, like four. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, no. Because <laughs> I'll pitch at him 15 right. times I get, I get to get a walk. You know, he, he can pull a walk, I was just right? shit. Like, I like watching him. Yeah, keep trying. All right. <laughs> I don't talk shit, so I don't know how <laughs> yeah. that works. Um, yeah, Muncie is uh, like I, I I like that when a batter is that smart, he's that selective. I know it makes for a longer game, but it's really entertaining to watch that that back and forth between the pitcher and the batter when they're just trying to beat each other. Like, that's I, I don't mind walks, but when you combine that with just home runs and just strikeouts, it yeah. makes for a. I agree. With you. I, I, I agree, and with you. and that I agree with too, because like you guys kept bringing up the point with Justin Turner, like. Mm. Yeah, his batting average is high, but like, look how many pitches he sees. And I'll give Turner that. Like, the dude's the best two strike hitter in baseball. Like, he's very hard to strike out. And if you do strike him out, it's probably because he fouled off four or five pitches before that. He has good at bats. Right. Muncie's very similar to that. But when you're hitting 220 and you're walking all the time, and then when you do happen to put the ball in play, like it's a home run, like, yeah, it, it gets kind of monotonous. Like, is this going to be one of those weird times where he hits the ball, or is he just going to get put on first? The best part that you guys brought up about Muncie, and I'm glad you did, the Dodgers were playing on national TV, I think it was on Monday last mm-hmm. week, and Kershaw was getting interviewed in the dugout, and Muncie walked. And they were just like, the announcers just let it go. They are like, all right, and that's ball four to Muncie. And Kershaw goes, wow, crazy. Muncie took a walk. <laughs> like, even his own teammates are like, dude, like, it's a little ridiculous. Like, Who cares? He gets on base. Right. <laughs> but I think what the problem is, is that when you have a team like the Dodgers right now and other teams in baseball where you have a lot of injuries or your team's not all together, it, Muncie being on base to give way to DJ Peters is not the best tactic for the Dodgers to win. Maybe they need to change the batting order. Well, they have. Like, Muncie's well, been all over the place. He's yeah. batted second, fourth. I, they've had him down, I think, to like seventh or eighth a couple of games this year. Like, he's been everywhere. They're trying to find a spot where they won't pitch around him. But to me, that's the strategy of baseball. Like, I know it, we think softball, and it's like, you know, like, just go up, like, oh, man, this guy's coming up. But, like, there's some softball teams out there where they're like, 
I'm not going to let that guy beat us. Like, I'll let the retard yeah. in jeans that's coming up behind him. Well, like, someone's donating. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Another donation. It's all right. It's, it's Special one, Olympics. It's, it's they, a, they love your money. It's been a couple of episodes. I yeah, want to make has. sure that they get their money. Um, yeah, I, we're going to be by someone else. Yeah, I... And I think that's the that's a good strategy in baseball. It's why I like the National League, and you don't have the DH. I love the fact that yeah. you teams are having to make those decisions to strategically put their people in place, or you have those moments where the two people in front of Mon- Muncie walk, and it's like now you can't walk them. Yeah. <laughs> Best of luck. And to then you. he's gonna hit a home run, maybe because yeah. he does have power. Right. And I, I just I don't think that it's specifically the walks, or even it's just the combination that that's it. Like there's just nothing. Like it, it's not exciting. You're just sitting there watching. Like you don't have movement. You need yeah. you need stolen bases. You need guys that are going to hit it and move the runner from first to third. You like, know, I, I hate exciting. to say this. Um, you know who does that well? Fucking Padres. <laughs> They're an I think the Padres team. rely they, a lot on the long ball too. They just have a they have couple so much speed, but, but they, they have, have a couple s- of yeah. they have a few extra athletes on their team, like Tatis and Cronenworth and Fam. Those guys can run. Yeah. Not but the Dodgers them, but have guys that can run too. Just a couple of them are hurt right now. Like Bellinger's the fastest guy on the Dodgers. Yeah, absolutely. But when Mookie's your only base dealer, you're not going to have him go out and steal a base every time that he's on right. bag because you can't afford to have him get hurt. Like I, I agree. I think baseball does need more movement, and I think the only way you're going to get more movement is if the pitchers keep dominating. I think if they find because they're going to change up their exactly. And the other thing that baseball is these stupid unwritten rules. That we just, oh, yes. So we're going to go into that, too. So the whole thing with the White Sox, they were up 15-4 to four in the ninth with a position player pitching. The batter was Yerman Mercedes, and the the manager gave him a take sign. He blew through the take sign, hit a home run, and then after the game, Larusa's coming in saying... He made a mistake. He made a mistake. He's going to be punished. Yerman yeah. says... That's the way I play the game or yeah. my game. Like, I'm not going to change it. And then he goes back or LaRusso goes back in the media and this is like, no, you play the game of baseball. You need to actually, you know, yeah. respect, respect the game, the game. of game of baseball. Yeah. And then after the Twins pitch behind him in, a, in in another game, he doesn't defend his hitter. He goes and he says that that's that's what happens. You know, like. And I just think like this old because Larus is obviously old school. Was he like almost eighty? Yeah, yeah. He's about as old school of a manager as you can get. I'm not a fan of Larusa for no, some reason. See, I always was a like I wouldn't say I was a fan of Larusa. I looked at Larusa the same way I looked at Popovich. Like I didn't hate him because he was a bad coach or I didn't like his strategy. I hated him because he was really good at his job and he usually beats the teams that I root for. Yeah, like when Larusa was managing the. The, the A's when I was a kid or the Cardinals, you know, you know, a few years ago, those teams you were worried about. It was the same way that um, Bruce Bochy was with the Giants. Mm. Like, he's just one of those managers that guys responded well to. So I, I had – I wouldn't say I was a fan, but I had a lot of respect for Tony La Russa. It, I lost every bit of respect I had for him this week. Well, I think he's, you're, you're, you are lucky to get this locker room. Because this team is good and now loaded, and now what yeah. you're going to do is you're going to you're they that locker room it. it's got to oh, be just lost. divided. It's oh, got to be point, lost yeah. at this point. Like there's no way that there's enough players on that team that side with Larusa. Well, Tim Anderson came. That's their basically their best hitter, like yeah. our best player. That's, just that's came, probably their franchise guy right came now. Came out and yeah. said against like, hey, we, we got you, Mercedes. Like, 
and and that is just going to cause friction in there. And it, there's no reason why it should have been in the media. If you have a problem with it, take him into your office and talk to him. So here's my – I don't have a problem with unwritten rules. I have a problem with certain unwritten rules that don't make sense. Okay. For instance, you're in basketball. You're in a basketball game. You're up 20 points. The team turns the ball over, and it's less than 24 seconds. You don't need to go score. Just run to the other side of the court and let the clock run out. Football, you know, take a knee. You don't need to. You don't need to rub it in. Baseball doesn't have a clock. Right. It doesn't matter. There's no mercy rule. There, like, the, you could be up ten runs and you're throwing a position player, and next thing you know, like that pitcher comes out the next inning with the lead and can't find home plate, and then the next pitcher that comes in after him, like, has the yips and he can't find home plate. And teams score a lot of runs in an inning all the time. Yeah, like it, the game's it, never over. No, so if you're going to complain that that team should basically essentially give up their at bats, yeah, like why then, you just go out our, there, just then, say like we'll just take our three outs, we're done. Yeah, then then there should be a there should be a mercy rule if right. you're gonna if you're gonna complain about that because I guarantee that yeah. if went into the next inning and the Twins came back and they scored twelve runs and they beat them, yeah, would they have said anything about the yeah. fact that Mercedes took it and yeah, like here's here's my question: What if that like what you said, what if the role is reversed? The White Sox are up 10 runs. Mercedes ends up taking that 3-1, ends up striking out that at bat. Runs don't score that whole inning. The right. Twins come back and beat the White Sox. And Mercedes comes out in an interview and says, yeah, I really wish I would have known what could have happened if I didn't have the take sign on a 3-0 count. Is Larusa getting scrutinized in the media? No, Mercedes is like, dude, you can't call your fucking manager out like that. Like that, like that's bad, bro. Like, don't like you're a rookie. Like, no way. But to have your own manager call you out to do something that all he did was help your team win. Like, he didn't rub it into a team's face. They're throwing a position player out there first off, like because they're already out of pitchers. Right. Get them out. Yeah. The Get, twins suck. Yeah. Like. Do better. Yeah, that Let's that was my better. thing. Always do better. I, I'm I'm on Trevor Bauer's side here. Yeah, um, he came out honestly and said, "Hey, if I'm if I'm up three zero and you hit a home run off of my three zero pitch, and you're up, I don't care. I have to do better, right? That's all Bauer said. I have to do better, and I agree with that. If you don't like it, then fucking play defense. That's the bottom line. Yeah. There, I, there's no reason. I what unwritten rule in baseball is acceptable? Well, and that's the thing. It's like because. You have a coach out there that's saying the unwritten rule of baseball is that you're not supposed to score more runs when you're up by a lot, which I, I think is like if you get three up. So if he walks and they just stand up there and they're still scoring runs because the center fielder that's pitching at that time doesn't have any idea how to fucking throw. Like, first off, the pitch that he hit out was 49 miles an hour. Do you know how hard it is to hit a ball over 350 feet that's only traveling at 49 miles an hour? Like, right. Yeah. That's hard to do. Like that's right. not like an it's not like a home run derby. Those home run derby pitches are coming in at 60 or 70. I don't understand how he can even be upset at him like at that point. But then to have your player thrown at, which we just talked about, mm -hmm. if he gets hit, that could be the end of his career. Like the guy played 30 games in the major yeah. leagues, hit a home run in a in a game that he was up by a lot of runs and his career is over and your manager supports that decision? Well, it's definitely that, like, that's ridiculous. But the other thing is they get paid based off stats. 
Yeah. So if you, I mean, if you don't want, like, that's, he's getting paid because, like, that's helping right. him. Like, if it's in his contract to hit 20 home runs and he gets a $400,000 bonus and he ends up hitting 19 because you gave him a take sign on one, and that's that's fucked up for him. I, I want, so let's say that he takes the 3-0 and it's 3-1. Is he getting a take sign at 3-1 too? He's got to wait. And and so if. Now he, it's 3-2. And then, he's and then okay, if, what if and he then, hits a home then, run at 3-2? Yeah. So is that okay then? Yeah, like, right. Who cares? Like, yeah, the runs are still the same. Right. That's my whole point. There's no time in baseball. Like, if this is Little League and it's like the two-hour time limit and the inning's going to be done and it's like, look. And there's a mercy rule. Right. There's no, there's no mercy rule. And right. the, the, the Twins are coming up in the ninth and they are not giving – like, they're going to try to hit yeah, the Yeah, they're ball. not going to go up and just be like, hey, we give up. But this game's over. So, I mean, that that is definitely – yeah, it's it's just a especially when it's such a young player. Like I just don't don't breathe. Yeah, you know? But this is the same shit that happened with the Dodgers and Puig, though. Like everybody yeah. got on Mattingly because Mattingly was like Puig's. I'm like, he's young, dude. Like this, yeah. it's it's just because he doesn't play the game of baseball the way that you played the game of baseball doesn't mean that it's the wrong way to play. Right, exactly. It just it's a different way to play. If they're competing. And, and the best part about baseball is the game has kind of always policed itself. Look at what happened. Like his manager called him out. He still got thrown at the next game. Like that's baseball is going to police it that way. Like it's, it's been that way since the game started. Well, Tatis had the same thing happen last year, right? The, I think the Padres were what up 10, three. Yeah. And he I mean, hit, it, he it was the grand. situation was a little different. It was, it was off a real pitcher, but I know, and but they he, were only up seven, no 10 to three. Uh, Cause yeah. when they, when he hit it, after that, they were up fourteen to three. Right, that's what I'm saying. They were only up seven, seven at the time, right? Not fifteen to four, right? But that's, I mean, that's only yeah. what eleven. But the the point is, last year I said the exact same thing. The only difference is, is last year that his coach was like, "Yeah, I gave him the take sign," but I mean, what do you want the guy to do? Give yeah. up? Like yeah. he even, I mean, he didn't stand up for him, but he also didn't put him down, right? And then come out like it wasn't and just the first time thrown at, and, and then the and then, yeah, that is just cynical right. like what the hell like LaRusso like if that what if Mercedes got hit in the face yeah. like Pilar did right last well, week okay do you think LaRusso comes out and says I don't that think, I don't think he comes out and I don't think he says that there's there's no way that he comes out and says that if he get hit, if he gets hit in the face like there's just so it's only if he, you're only allowed to scare my player I, I think that's what he's probably saying oh cool someone didn't put it on silent <laughs> No, but I, <laughs> <laughs> no, and but I'm just gonna put the strongest Larusa, vibration on my phone on the table next to the microphone. If Larusa <laughs> can't get behind these newer players because it's new, and he's this old school manager, he has to re- like he's he has this opportunity, and he's good because of like basically Mercedes right now. From what I heard and read, like he's basically been propping them up. Because he's hitting what almost four hundred. Yeah, he, like if I'm not mistaken, I don't know the exact number, but he set a record in baseball for the amount of hits, consecutive hits and at bats. I think he hit like in his first. He's 10 been at going bat, ape shit. His first yeah. ten at bats in the major leagues were all hits, and then I he had a few of them were bombs. Like he, yeah, I just that's so. He is one of the main reasons why your team is winning, and then you're gonna why come you're out. gonna continue to keep your job, yeah, and then. If he's going to be like that, get out of baseball. There's no need for you. No. And like, I agree. You and have this all is what, of the history, but come on. This is what we talked about a few weeks ago Yeah, with Bauer and Tatis when they went back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it's like I I personally embrace 
this. Yeah. That's what we need to modernize. With that, we, so, yeah. The modernization of baseball. This whole old school mentality. Like, I understand the fact you get shown up and you have a guy that's going to go out there and do it or whatever. You know, even, even in the defense of, you know, the Giants or whatever. Like, Muncie tells Bumgarner to go get the ball out of the ocean if he mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, or whatever. Muncie gets thrown at. I don't think anybody, like, yeah, there's probably, between the teams there's going to be tension. Yeah. There's not a fan that's going to be like, oh, my God, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Like, the game's always policed itself. But it's not like Dave Roberts came out and was like, yep. Yeah. Should have got that's, thrown at. That's the problem here. La yeah. Russa supported La Don't say shit. Just let it happen. And handle it. Like what Preston said, it should have been handled in-house. Yeah. If you have a problem. You don't tell the media it was a take sign. You don't tell the media that you disagree with the decision. You pull Yerman into your office and say, look, I'm just letting you know I disagree on the play that you had. That's it. You continue doing things like that. There may be consequences within the team. Yeah. Boom. Nobody knows what's Mm -hmm. going on. He's hitting 354. Right. In a league, we just talked about the. the In a league that's hitting, yeah, he's hitting 120 points over the league average. Mm hmm. Back right about where Justin Turner was hitting when you guys. (laughs) Yeah, Turner Turner was hot. (laughs) He was hot, man. 420. 426 yeah, was the, what he was hitting that the day. The thing that is concerning He's me under with, two, uh, 280 now. with Turner Turner. is he hasn't had an RBI in like two weeks. Yeah. like That's because nobody's been on base. Uh, right, I know. <laughs> you got to get people on base. You do. but I, <laughs> Because generally that's what he's there for. Is right. that he's there for the because the Dodgers have a big problem with two strike or two out hits, and he generally does. Yeah. So I think we're done with the baseball. Are we done with the baseball? Yes. I think so. We we did good on baseball. Yeah. Oh, uh, one more thing about uh, playing ball. Ryan struck out. Uh, <laughs> wait. So uh, who who doesn't uh, talk shit? Well, that's not. Know. No, I'm just I'm just well, stating I'm facts. So, we're, I just we're, want to point out that this would have been a lot harder to go through if Rick talked shit. This is you know a I mean? this is a sports show, <laughs> and I just want to talk sports. So yeah. I'm giving you a sports. I'm fact. so glad you don't talk shit because if you talk, Ryan, shit, like this would be like really infuriating. Since this is a sports show, I wanted to just put the fact out there that Ryan struck out. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are we talking basketball? I think or? we're going into it. I'm oh man, am I? Can I tilt now? Or no? Do you want to wait? We're it, first off. It's it's game one. It's game one, You're and it's over, over already. already. You've already. You've already okay. turned the channel. Honestly, yeah. did you did you really think that the Lakers are just going to come out and sweep the Suns? When yes. The Suns have because <laughs> it's I, Rick. I thought that there was a big chance that they would lose Game One. I yeah. did not. I don't think that they're going to lose the series. I think they're going to win the series. But yeah, let's 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 just get into the Lakers, Rick. All right. Well, it's over. Um, we are officially as of this recording. We are in the second quarter, and we're down by nine. And Rick uh, with the math without writing it here down. We are. Oh, but, but we've got a guy at the line right now. Well, so. not to mention Chris Paul looked like his shoulder or something. He went down hard and well, that was Chris Paul. That was yeah. Chris Paul on the ground, writhing in pain, like bad pain, taken out of the game. So we'll see what happens by the end of this. Um, this is just a timestamp. Right now, I'm worried that our season is over. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So I actually I did think about a good question for us. Besides the Lakers' sons, I like how he brought up. He did. You, did he just post up his own question? Yes. Yes. <laughs> he just. Did I that. thought of a good question right. for us. All right, let's talk. All golf. right, let's let's. <laughs> which, which, which series are you most interested in? Uh, in either conference, just period. Yeah, just right besides, now for this this round. Besides, yeah, besides Lakers and Suns, Wizards, Seven Sixers. 
<laughs> All right, I got it. Okay, I should have should I should have pulled that one too. But yeah. That's okay. It's too late. It's too late. Right? No, I I and I should have gloated and said that's a good question because obviously that wasn't. No, you're you're good. Um, I we talked about this last week. The matchups for the first round. I can't remember a time that the seeds don't matter. I don't want to say they're irrelevant because obviously that determines the matchup, but. The seventh, like the Lakers being the seventh seed, everybody know. Like there was three teams that were trying to avoid playing the Lakers. Right. Yeah, the Nuggets being the three seed, they lost their second best player. Like they're not a, they're not no, a strong the three, three six. Seed. Basically, Portland and Denver. I can't think of a series that is is more even. Yeah, like that. That is a 50 series. It's going to be a fun game or fun series. Yeah. Fun game. Um, I also i I want to see if Utah now that. The attention's on them. They went through the entire regular season with the best record in the NBA, but nobody paid attention to them. They had like them. two national games. Yeah, like nobody paid attention, yeah. and they were against the Lakers. Yeah. Nobody paid attention to them. And so now yes. you're the number one seed, and you have Memphis, right. who is gonna just took you... out what should have been the MVP in basketball. <laughs> yeah. And um, they're, they're going to make you work. They're going to make you work. And that, that's just – I mean, Memphis is a top, tough matchup for anybody. And Mitchell is – just barely getting back, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, that's definitely interesting. I thought that the I thought that yesterday, up until about midway through the fourth quarter, Boston, Brooklyn Did looked you? like it might be a series just because of Brooklyn's lack of defense. The, and then all of a sudden they were like, yeah. "Hey, you, if we defend, the game becomes like, yeah, they don't score as much on the other side. So you just have to stand <laughs> in front of them. So like, the, the Nets." Boston series, like I'm just interested because I want to see how Brooklyn is going to gel together. Right. We haven't even, we haven't seen it, so that's the only. I would be really surprised if Boston wins a game. I would be so ecstatic if Boston won that series, but it'll never happen. No, I, I just I, I, don't I don't know. Have, I'm not ecstatic. I'm not going to go that far because it's still know, the fucking Celtics. Yes, but I don't know that they're going to win a game. The I mean, way the way I look at it, have I told you how hard? Like I'm wrenched with Boston now because, because of the the young players. Yeah, the young players that I really like. It's still are, Boston. Yeah, I know. Well, and you it have sucks. That, you have that nude poster of Brad Stevens in your room. Too. <laughs> well, I just like the receding hairline yeah. he's got going at such a young age. So. so I knew Boston was in trouble at halftime when they're up by three, and the Nets were like one for eleven, one for thirteen, one for thirteen from and, three point line, and, and like Boston that's not was, safe. No. But, <laughs> Boston was shooting like what uh, over forty percent. Yeah, they were shooting like forty eight percent. Yeah, and you're only up by three. Yeah, like that's um, that's it. I would say the East matchups are not as intriguing to me for one reason. To me, Brooklyn lucked out by getting the two because they're playing Boston, who's lost Jalen Brown. Right. You pretty much have to stop Tatum. Kemba, let's say Kemba and Kyrie put up exactly the same thing. You're now asking Tatum to give what Harden and Durant are going to give right. you on the other side, which isn't going to happen. So, yeah, I I was excited yesterday when I was watching the game, and I was like, man, dude, like Boston's playing <laughs> with them. And then it was like Brooklyn was like, all right, cool, like we'll start playing now. But and then, then they have to they, play, they have to play the Bucs, though, because I, I think that would be easier if you're on the other <laughs> side because I think it's easier to play the Bucs. Or not, it's not as easy to play the Bucs if you have to play Atlanta or New York. Like, I just don't think. I just, I don't think, I think Brooklyn has avoided Julius Randle. No, they're tough, <laughs> ma- they're tough matchups for where their team is at. They, like, they got, by getting that two seed, which they weren't, I don't think they were trying for. 
But just looking at the way that bracket goes out, see, I'm not impressed with Milwaukee. Like I wasn't impressed with Milwaukee last year. See, I, I think that they're a they're a good basketball team, but I don't think they're a playoff. So the answer, my own like I'm actually most interested in Milwaukee Miami because I want to see how Milwaukee is going to be in the playoffs because they they're not the same team as last year. No. They've got Drew Holiday, yeah, which is way better than Eric Bledsoe. Or not? Yeah, was it, was it I wouldn't go that was far. It yeah, it was Bledsoe. Bledsoe. They're basically would, the same yes, player. I no. wouldn't go that far. I, I would say Holiday's Holiday more, is, more of a de- he's he's a lot better of a defensive he's player. He's a better than, offensive player too. Than, mm, I'm telling like he he to me. See, like here's the thing: like if you said Miami, like if I didn't watch a game of that series, and you're like Miami beat Milwaukee, I'd be like. Again, like cool, like they're a bad match. Like they just don't match up well. Like yeah. you know, well, the other thing I know that you didn't watch the game. Probably Middleton hit a shot. I saw in it. overtime, and, and it was an insane shot. And Middleton hasn't been doing that. Yeah, I mean, and and he doesn't get a lot of credit. He's pretty damn good too. Yeah, the Miami's ability to to match up with the style of play of Milwaukee makes that a really interesting series. It's the same thing. Why it was an interesting series last year in the playoffs where everybody was like, Oh my God, I can't believe the heat won the series. And it's like, if you watch the series and actually watch the game, they just stylistically don't match up really well. Yes. Drew so, holiday is an upgrade over Bledsoe. He, I will a, give you that. He, he, I think he's a big upgrade. I don't, I don't think he's that big of an upgrade. Bledsoe. Okay. So there was a situation when they were Miami and Milwaukee were playing late in the season mm-hmm. and Giannis drove in and he passed the ball to, you know, an open holiday holiday hit hit the shot. Bledsoe would have airballed it. I wouldn't say he's air Bledsoe Bledsoe is a good shooter, man. He's been a good shooter the entire time he's been in the NBA. Not clutch. He he was bad. <laughs> he was he was bad. I it okay, I'm just saying I'm I'm interested think, to see. I would not be surprised if Miami beat them, but that's why I'm interested to see yeah. that because I want to see is this the is this the Milwaukee team from last year and the year before? Or is this a different team? They're trying with Holiday. They're trying new things, and they have Tucker, so they're switching more because yeah. they weren't switching yeah. on defense. Really, I like this the series that stands out to me the more that I think about it outside of Portland and Denver, which I think yeah. we all can agree is like that is a coin flip series. Yes, I really like the Dallas yeah. Clipper matchup because it's a good, it's if, a good matchup <laughs> as. As a non-Clipper fan, <laughs> if they have those stars again and get ousted in the playoffs, right. I'm so happy. Early again, I'm so happy like, if it happens. It was before Doc Rivers. It was whoever the coach was there before. It was his fault. Then you. Oh, now we got Doc Rivers, and now now Lou. Yeah, now we have Lou. And if hmm, like, at what point are they going to say like maybe Kawhi and PG aren't? Mm-hmm. What so, we're yeah. what we need, like right. especially to and not a team, to mention Luca is to, so fun he, to watch. But to a team that they the Clippers should beat Dallas, like should that, they though? Yeah, because Dallas just doesn't. I just don't think he has he has the firepower that the Clippers have. I mean, you and got Porzingis and Doncic is a that is a hell of a one too. Porzingis has just if you his offense is getting there, but his he cannot he move. Yeah, but. Who does he have to card? Right. Zubak. Who, who, well, he's guarding Zubak. But, who, but the, it's not just who he's guarding because they switch on him. So yeah. he's got to 
you have to be able as a center, you have to at least be able to move a little bit to the side, and that's where I his... would take his movement over Zubac's <laughs> movement. I mean, Porzingis is more athletic than that. The yeah. dude's like seven four, right? And can shoot from but downtown. He, had, he, he and just, you have a six nine point guard. He that's hasn't a, been. That's a walking as everybody on this podcast loves stat triple double. <laughs> so. Yeah, like Dallas. Me, Dallas is Dallas is starting to. Start, I like that starting stat a lot. There. I just wanted you to know. <laughs> hey, I love that. Hey, story. Rick's here, everybody. Oh, I know. Hey, Rick's guys. Here. Sorry, I'm actually trying. I'm looking up to see what the what the update is because they were giving it, but we have it muted with uh, Chris Paul's injury. Because who doesn't like Chris Paul? Honestly, is there somebody in this room that doesn't like Chris Paul? I'd like to see him win a championship. I like Chris Paul more than Russell Westbrook. <laughs> wow, wow. I would agree with you. <laughs> wow. I don't know why you're gonna take a shot at my boy Russ. <laughs> I, uh, as a matter of fact, I think I like just about every point guard in the NBA. I'm rewatching. I'm re. I was just rewatching and checking Twitter to see if they have an update because I know Doris Burke, uh, you know, did some kind of reporting. It's looking like it might be a separated shoulder. Oh, okay, so he'll be. If he Out. doesn't play today, he'll play again in two days. Maybe a so, separated shoulder, though. If it's if it's a shooting shoulder, it's a. Problem. It was a shooting shoulder. Yeah, that, he was on could, the ground holding his that shooting arm. Yeah. But, I mean, it just depends. If it's an AC separation, it's just playing through. He gets a cortisone shot, you play through the pain. So, really, though, Rick, Philadelphia and Washington, that is the most, like, you just want to see Russell Russell. I just want to, I just, are you just so many reasons I want to see Russ win that series. Really, so many reasons or one reason? Mainly one reason. There's one reason. (laughs) Okay, well, is there another, like, how how about the uh, Atlanta? He's coming back. And Knicks. New York Knicks. Well, Julius Randle might be MVP of the league, so that's acceptable. But too. That's it's going to be a fun team because it's young players. I feel like we really just lost going at three it. listeners. Probably. When this gets published on Wednesday, <laughs> at the forty-something minute mark. So, do just, you think the Knicks, the Knicks are just going to sweep Atlanta? Or you think that's going to be a series? Well, I think it's going to be a good series. Me too, but I'm scared. No, no, no. It's going to be a good series. Those four or five matchups yeah. in the NBA every year are—they're always really, really good. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually like, I'm in favor of this play in tournament. I think it set up a really fun postseason. I know I was against it at the beginning. You were not. Um, <laughs> I really didn't like the, uh, the playing tournament, but, uh, okay. I like it now. It was fun. Okay. It was a good time. Thanks NBA. Good times. Yeah. He's back. He's I, got a contusion. on his I shoulder. mean, okay. So the thing is, is with the playing, t- which I like, and I like what because it's it's basically more games that you watch. It was yeah. and this this year worked out really well. But if you think about it, the last game of the season was Memphis and Golden State. That would have been an elimination game, but basically the same. So we got two of those. Yeah, but that would have actually happened, and you would have had and a- Golden State's in the postseason, and Memphis wouldn't be right. Exactly, that, <laughs> that's how it would have. So Golden State doesn't like the play. Probably game right not. <laughs> I'm sure Steve but- Kerr is going to say something. <laughs> Never again. That's a good point. So, so That's no, a very good point. I heard Russillo and Simmons talking about the stuff, and they're going – because the other argument is it's not going to tank. But if you actually go over the teams that were around, they ain't tanking. No. Like, those teams are not tanking. I think the reason why I like it is just – it's just more, it's more It's more games. And it's, it, it, it gives extra reason. Like, it's similar to baseball, right? 82 games is a lot of games. That, and you can't say that – Yes, they all matter because every win and loss is going to put you in the standings or whatever. But it's really hard, like, in January to get into, like, a Lakers-Grizzlies matchup. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like – like, and I'm a, yeah. I am a diehard Laker no, fan. And it's just like, yeah, I mean – On a Wednesday night? Right. Like, it's yeah. just kind of like, cool. Like, 
Starts at four thirty because they're in Memphis. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just it's hard to really pay attention to. But that that Lakers Warriors game on Wednesday, yeah, All dude, that was that was a great. I, game. I didn't miss a moment right. of that game. Even even the Memphis and Golden yeah. State, we, we watched that one too. Yeah, Same. yeah, it was. Um, I like it. I, I like the playing tournament. I think I think it should stay. What do you think about the midseason tournament? I don't like it. <laughs> the what? Yeah, uh, so you have this is the first thing you've heard of it. They want some midseason. They want they want a midseason, a midseason tournament. Season tournament. They they haven't worked everything out. No, I think, yeah, exactly. no. I think they because uh, <laughs> no, you can incentivize the players because obviously money, but like trying to incentivize the fans to look into that. What what are they getting? So are, are they trying to split it up like minor league baseball does, where you have like two halves of the season? So you have like the winner of the first half. That's what I'm thinking it's going to be. But, but I I, I don't, don't know. know. I we think they were the just. Putting them in there, I, I think they were taking out regular season games and putting them as a oh, midseason oh, term. As a midseason play? Right. So, like, we're the midseason NBA champion? I guess. Yeah. And, but I don't know what you get from that. And what, because you, in order for fans to really get into that, it's like, well, what do they get? What do they get? An automatic bid to the playoffs? So, that's that what I'm so my guess. About. So, my guess would be this Minor League Baseball did this a long time ago where they, I think it's in single A and some double A leagues. They split their league and they have a first half and a second mm-hmm. half winner. And they're they're literally like when it cuts off, like if you're in first at that time, you can lose every game for the rest of the year and your that team still gets to get into the playoffs because you're a you're the first half winner. If you win both halves, then you get like a bye because right. you don't have to worry about the playing mm-hmm. the the first half winner or whatever or the second half winner. If the NBA can find some way to maybe split, because the thing is, is the NBA right now really already is two seasons. There's the 82 games to get to the playoffs, and then there's the playoffs. month and a half long fucking playoff, right. right? Which like this just started yesterday. Like this isn't going to be over for no. six weeks. But we're still all well. It, this part just do you do you consider the play in part because that started? Well, okay, so still uh, even even. Even still, like that's what I'm saying. Like this started on Tuesday, and we're it's going to be it's going to go on for like almost two months of playoffs. So it already kind of is two seasons. If they can find a way to shorten it up and say you have like division winners from the first half, division winners of the second half, something, and then find some way to bracket it together where maybe it's a best of five and not a best of seven, where the season just doesn't. If they're not trying to do what the NBA is, we're like we're just trying to stay relevant for six months out of the year. Yeah. Because if that's the case, that's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, the the biggest thing that they have is getting the fans into it. Because right. obviously, players, you say you get you win money, the but players like, will play. I mean, it would be interesting if they did this first half, second half thing. That would be crazy because first half the Lakers would have been first, the yeah. first seed bite. Well, no, they would have been second because Utah, were, were Utah, second? Utah. Second by then? I, yeah, Utah kind of jumped them early. I don't. I, yeah. I would say like by mid February, Utah was. Like far and ahead of the of the Lakers, but still, the, you go from the seven seed to the two seed, right? Or you're a higher seed. Maybe you're a four because you only won the first. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know how that's going to work. But to me, why? Like why change it? Like you're not you're not going to make more teams involved. I can understand if a team gets like really hurt by injury. That's right. the only way I could see this. Is like let's say LeBron and AD didn't come back this year because they got hurt, and the Lakers were. A top team in the West, they lose two stars, and now they're not even in the postseason because they missed it by two games. And even though their players are ready to play now. Yeah. 
that's not good for business. But for anything else, there's no need. The the thing that I could see if you make an automatic bid is someone's going to win and then they're going to be like, now I don't have to play. But if you get a, if you find a way to incentivize it by getting that buy, right? Or now Something. now you're you're auto, not only are you in the postseason, you're automatically in the second round. So weren't they talking about this last year where they were just going to use the bottom seeded teams? I don't know. At the mid, I thought that's what so. It was. The last thing that I had heard about basketball changing stuff was that they were going to eliminate the conferences because they feel that the top twelve teams out of the West are better than the top six teams out of the East. And that's kind of the way that's been for a while. Yeah. Like, what, 15 years? Like oh, longer that. than that. Longer than that. Yeah. Yeah, I the East was never Jordan strong. Was I mean, there, think right? about it. Going all the way back to, like, 2000. I mean, even the, you had the 76ers and then what? Well, no, I, I, I mean, think... pretty much there was the Bulls. And then after the – well, at first the it, was the, and it was the Celtics. Then it was the Pistons. Then it was the Bulls. Then it was – Sixers. The Nets and the Sixers. Oh yeah, Nets too. So you had two. The teams Pacers teams. made it in one time. The Knicks made it in. Like I mean, it's but been it was that there, way for a long Detroit time. one year. But like the, it, I mean, the West has been like other. I mean, technically, other than the Lakers, it's been the same fucking teams in the postseason. Right. You always have San Antonio. You yeah. always saw San Antonio. You yeah. saw Denver there. You have uh, Dallas can push for Utah. Utah. These teams are all better than the East teams yeah. almost every single year. So I agree. Remove the conference because it's just going to be. A lot of West teams, but that's okay. But it's the best. That's teams. where the competition is. And it maybe that to me, I think that would be a smarter move for the NBA than doing that. But I do want to get into because now we're at the end of the year, and I know we talked about this last week, or actually the week well, before, about the All NBA. So that's not. <laughs> we're not going to spend a lot of time on no. it because we're at the end. Yeah, yeah, we already we spent an hour. So, How did we do that already? I know, right? We burned through this right? show. Yeah, it's amazing what happens when you spend so, fucking forty minutes talking about Ryan striking out. Ryan, did you strike out? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. In order to not bore our <laughs> listeners, we actually talked off air and got 10, 10 out of the 15 off the top. So right. This is all NBA, first, second, and third team. Yeah, just we, we didn't do a first, a second, or a third. It's just these are our 10 players that we think. We will. can all agree on. Embiid, Jokic, Gobert, Luka, Steph, Dame, Giannis, Kawhi, Randall. Chris Paul and Kyrie Irving. Those are the the locks that yeah. we have. So we have actually it's not 10, it's 11, I'm sorry. So we have four other spots. So the next that we have that we decided would be the ones that we're going to talk about would be Butler, LeBron James, and Butler is who, Rick? Karan? <laughs> we're talking about Karan? Jimmy Butler. Come on, that's my boy. You know uh, that. I love the Butler. heat. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron James uh, Malcolm, Paul George, Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown, Booker, Zion, Bradley Beal, and Mitchell. Yes. So, so what? I just want to point out what just happened. You just read off a list of players, and Rick was watching TV. Yeah, so I was watching. And he just did the husband like. Uh huh. Oh. <laughs> for our listeners, this is a packed Sunday, man. Sports are back. Not only do we have the Lakers playing against the Suns right now, we've got the Dodgers in San Francisco, and lefty Phil Mickelson is in the lead for the PGA Championship. This is all happening yeah, right. at the same time. It's very hard for me to concentrate. I'm not so, going to lie to you. I'm going to say that my my four <laughs> that I would put in on that would would it be Butler, LeBron James, Paul George. And I think I go Tatum. I completely agree with your four. 
I can't think of anybody else that's more deserving than those. No, I think I mean maybe Zion, but then his team isn't. He's, Did not make the playoffs. No, so I just I don't think you can put him up there. Yeah. Beal possibility, but I, I just think those one. Maybe Beal for Tatum could be. I feel like I feel like Rick wants to mention a player that wasn't right. listed in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. I, I I feel like you guys intentionally left a man that broke a oh, <laughs> a record that was considered unbreakable. We just we just pushed. Oh, oh, okay. So it was on the list. Okay, good. Because I was getting irritated. I was actually getting a little triggered there because I was thinking, like, what the fuck? He just broke an unbreakable record, supposedly unbreakable record. Uh, Russell Westbrook needs to be on that list as all NBA. I disagree. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He made the playoffs. He played more than any of the players you just listed off. He played more games. Look it up. He won 75% of those with a triple-double. <laughs> that doesn't mean that that's this year. That's throughout oh, his career. Oh, oh, he's in the fucking playoffs right now with Bradley Beal, who you're talking about. Who's more important to that team, Bradley Beal, Beal or Russell Beal. Westbrook? Beal. You, he Bradley almost Beal. won the scoring title. Yeah. Okay. I disagree. <laughs> and uh, so they're in the playoffs, and who won their first game? Game one? Yeah. Game one? Yeah, they didn't win. <laughs> did he have a triple double okay so anyways did he have a triple double in that game no he so, didn't so ryan because actually I, I think i would actually put beal over tatum i would put beal over tatum i no so put tatum, how about i would put tatum over beal for one reason tatum lost his biggest support person and he got better but you I also see. you can't put that fifty game because that was in the that's not part of the regular season why are we why are we keeping lebron on here if he barely played because well, you're it's not that he, first off, he didn't barely play. He played, he played, he played six or seven less games than the majority of the people that were having this debate yes. on. And in those seven less games that he played, he was the clear front runner to For win MVP. the MVP. All right, I'll take that argument. That's right, acceptable. Okay, so who are your four? And he's a Laker. Then? Who are your uh, other four? I mean, everything. I, let me see this list again. Because <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I, sorry. There's so much going on. So much going on. Uh, oh, for Phil me, just aced it. No, I'd keep <laughs> I'll keep LeBron. Um, we obviously know you're not going Paul George. <laughs> so Brown wasn't on our locks? No. Okay, well, Brown's on there. So so you want... If I had a choice between Tatum Brown and Brown, I would be able yeah, to. Yeah, so I would actually look at... I'm, I'm looking at LeBron. I'm looking at Brown. Um, looking at Westbrook. And probably Donovan Mitchell. That's it. That's my four. So Rick just likes watching point guards play. I, I do have a, uh, a a real appreciation for point guards. I'm, I'm not going to you're going to say attraction. I thought that was going to come out. <laughs> I have a strong magnetism. It's animal-like <laughs> for the so, point guards. They um, handle the balls. So me and Ryan basically agree on the three of them, yeah. and then we would just whether it's Tatum, Brown, or Beal is who we would, which is the last spot. But I mean, I would take I would take Brown over Tatum. Honestly, Brown made a huge impact this year. Dude, His- Tatum was on another fucking planet this year. Brown had a career year, beyond career yes. year. So he was so also Tatum. playing out and of his Tatum mind. was already better I, than Brown. I love them both. <laughs> then who are you going to take off? Then I'd take off LeBron, and I'd put Tatum and Brown. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Fuck, That's fine. That's not a traitor. Le- LeBron is not a real fucking Laker. Well, Can I just say that out loud? God <laughs> damn it. I hate the fact that everybody's like, oh, you're a Laker traitor because you're not a big fan of LeBron. You know what? No. 
Fuck that guy. He was going to New York <laughs> until his wife stopped him. I, I don't want to hear it. Triggered. Fuck this. Put the trigger. Okay, yeah, Come on. fuck it. It's over. Uh-huh. I'm hitting that shit right now. Fuck this. <laughs> Did you cut it down or do we have like nine No, it's still the nine minute one. I don't care. <laughs> it's still going to go because you think it's done there. Still going. Just one more time. Go. Fuck you all. <laughs> LeBron is not a real fucking Laker. He's a great player, and I'm glad that he came to the organization, won a championship and all that shit. But when it comes out that he wanted to go to New York, and the only reason he came here is because of his fucking wife, I could give a fuck if anybody doesn't like the fact that I don't like him. I don't care. He can kiss my ass. He's not a true Laker. And then everybody's like, oh, he's getting all the arguments with fucking Kobe that I've heard over the last couple months about fucking Kobe versus LeBron and how there, there's a difference in Lakers. Kobe is a true Laker. Kobe is everything to this fucking organization. LeBron is just a fucking rental. Fuck it. I don't care. That's it. So he doesn't deserve to be on the list. I'd put AD over him. And AD didn't even play any games. I'd fucking take Alex, Alex Caruso right now. Give me Taylor Horton Tucker right now. I don't care. He would take fucking Alex Cooper. Dennis Schroeder. I would take anybody right now over so LeBron what? in that spot. Schroeder's not a, a rental? Schroeder is a rental. But I take him over LeBron. Yes. Uh, okay. But, okay. Let's just. Let's I don't just, care. Let's just I, let him have his trade. Yeah, I'm so mad. I think we're because we're I'm at, so tired of hearing I'm a traitor about LeBron. I just don't like. We're, the guy. we're over that. Did you see the post that we put on Instagram today? <laughs> yeah. Of the Kevin Pillar and him. Yeah. 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 And Did I, you see that person? What sucks is I actually thought that the, was a foul was, because of the way he was reaching. That in. was on the how long he was on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Eighty seconds <laughs> so, versus thirty for, seconds. For, for our fans that don't follow us on Instagram, you should. But we'll go ahead and, and let you know. They somebody took a stat of when Kevin Pillar got hit in the face with a ninety-five mile an hour fastball. He was on the ground for thirty-six seconds. LeBron got poked in the eye, and he was on the ground for eighty seconds. <laughs> that exactly. The Oscar goes to. <laughs> and the whole time I'm thinking, like, dude, it to me it looked like a foul. That's fine. That I, they, you they, were texting, they, like, how is that not a flagrant? How is like, that not because a he was reaching in, he wasn't reaching up. Like, so I I give that to him. But yeah, the, the next ten minutes of watching LeBron, like, oh man, I only see three rims, and, and then him tell, him tell Curry, like Curry cares. Yeah. Yeah, like, dude, get the hell out of here with this, dude. Like, we were actually – I was defending him up until that point. And then when he started with the dramatics, like, dude, <laughs> this just, is – That's uh, just basketball players now. Like, honestly. It's almost as bad as soccer. It's, it literally it's, is it's almost get, as bad. It's getting it's a, worse than soccer. Luca does that too, though. It's They all do. They, they all, all do. It's, it's worse. They soccer. all do it. Get, okay. Joke. See, now I'm fired up at the end of the show. No, I don't no, want to no, keep no, going. No, Let's go. No, no. Yeah, it's what happens <laughs> when we have an hour-long show and you said eight words. Ryan struck out, and that's it. And then all of a sudden we get to the end, and he's like, wait a second. I got shit to say. <laughs> I've been watching TV for the last hour. I have not been watching TV <laughs> the whole time. Um, I think that's a good place to end yeah, unless I, you really got something else to say. I, I will say this. Your balloon is coming. Oh, yeah. It's you coming. Can, you can avoid it as much as you want. I'm not avoiding it. It's cold. I'm not doing it in cold <laughs> weather. It's coming. Oh, yeah. It's okay. going to be great. Um, I appreciate the humble pie you all have served me mm-hmm. uh, for softball. Uh, it has definitely possibly made me suicidal. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, I will say this. We have to find a way to not 
record virtually. I know we had some guests on. Well, we sounded amazing though. It, we did. Our, our sound was good, but I want it's it's better when we can duck. <laughs> when we can duck, <laughs> dock. Oh, docking. Yes, yeah. knee to knee, touching yeah. each other. I've never been able to dock with Preston. And <laughs> were you doing it today? Maybe. I don't know what you guys were doing. Your hands were under the table. You weren't paying attention for a lot today. <laughs> I was not. I, there's a lot going on. Uh, and I will say, I want to leave with this stat because I know we brought it up before. Um, we went on the air, and I just want people to know this. It is Major Sunday today. Phil has a chance to set a record. I believe he would be the oldest person to win a PGA Major by six years mm-hmm. um, if he if he won. Um, and he has a two-stroke lead through, I think, uh, eight holes. But the man he's going up against, or really what it looks like it's going to come down to, is Bruce Kepka. And this is a stat. I, I know we're not like – the Dan Patrick show and have like a stat of the day. But this is a number that it's pretty rare. I have to take a picture of the TV because like, there's no way this is true. In major since 2017, Bruce Kepka has a combined score of minus 84 under par. The next closest golfer to Bruce Kepka is Dustin Johnson, who happens to be the number one golfer in the world right now. His combined score in major since 2017, 25 under par. He's 59 shots better than the next closest person in a major. Phil, you got your work cut out for you, bud. Well, I'm pulling for lefty. I, I just want to see him do it. That I age. would love to see him do it. I'm just saying that. But <laughs> Bruce that's, Kepka a, that's is, a hell of a dog. He chasing is a you. phenomenal <laughs> player. Yeah, he's scary, and he's he's looking for it. Um, that, It's been an interesting championship. I actually enjoyed watching it. I, I was really excited to see John Daly there just to start the week off. Oh, and his cigarette in hand. Pants and his yeah. cigarette in hand on the putting green. Yeah, just <laughs> Diet Coke sitting right next yes. to him and a McDonald's cup. Like, thank you, John Daly, for yeah. existing. I appreciate you making me understand why I golf. I know <laughs> like, he's from Arkansas, but I really feel like he's a diehard Antelope Valley citizen. I feel, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, honestly, I think he's just anywhere where there's people like us. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. I relate to him on a golf course and it was great. It was a good time to watch him. Yeah. So thanks. Even though he didn't, he was in the lead for like two holes. And he was the first group to go off. Yeah. <laughs> so it was right. cool. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> well, he birdied, he birdied the first hole and then like, and then nobody the else had teed off. So yeah. he was tied for the lead. So and then, then he didn't even make the cut. So it was good. It was fun to watch him. So thanks. Thanks again, John Daly. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, Ryan joined the strikeout club. I did. What do you want him to watch this week? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think yeah, about it. Yeah, that's you you've signed up almost every you show. You guys now. give me we, shit every single time. Of yeah, course. but we like it. It's part of yeah. the show. Okay, now we're well, what am I watching? Watch the Suns Lakers series. <laughs> that's it. Support no. us. Support what about, us. What about the Dodgers <laughs> and Giants? Yeah, that's early in the season. <laughs> so we have a lot going on. Uh, a lot coming up. We're actually uh, revamping our website. That's going to be really fun. Keep Are following we us on Instagram. Be on it yet? Yeah, we're going to be on this website. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, the Take Warning Network website will be coming okay. out. Um, tune in to Take Warning on Monday nights. We go live there. We will uh, we will look much prettier the next time we go live whenever that happens again. It was just <laughs> a, a fun experiment to see how we did. I hope you guys enjoyed that show. Um, Sorry about forward. the audio issues. It's, that uh, wasn't us. It was all, oh. it was all Rick's fault. It was great because we actually have you know, like the guys that have been doing Take Warning for so long, right? My co-hosts from Take Warning. And I'm thinking, okay, this is going to run smoothly. Uh, Ryan and Preston sounded outstanding. And for whatever reason, Greg sounded like shit or Duper dropped out at some point. Apologies for that podcast getting out late when it released. We didn't realize that uh, in post, uh, Duper 
ruined the show. Yeah. So we fixed it. Thanks, dude. Good. Love you, you can, man. You can listen to it now. <laughs> Go <That's> wild. <laughs> <laughs> he will not appreciate that. Is he really going to even listen to it? No, but for Greg, Greg, I do have something for you. And uh, take warning, just McGruber. <laughs> That's it. That's what I got. Anybody else? No, man. This is uh, It's been good to be back together. Okay, we gotta look for our. Uh, yeah, I love this. Our outro. This is so live. Yeah, so live. There it is. We're professionals. <laughs> Go Dodgers! Thank you for joining us. Follow us on Instagram at Take Warning Sports. Email us at twallthingsports at gmail.com. Download and subscribe our podcast on all your favorite podcast streaming sites, such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. Visit our Take Warning Network at TakeWarningPod.com.